Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Welcome, everyone. Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim. It's January 2020. It sounds so cool to say that. I hope you're already having a powerful, positive year. Oh, yeah. It's the beginning of the year. Have any of you gone through with your resolutions? <laughs> have you already Have you already dropped <laughs> or them? Or have you dropped the resolutions? <laughs> <laughs> or just rebelled against and not had any at all and just flowed? That right? would be that would be one of us. Yeah. Or both of well, us. You can you can have intentions, but sometimes I think resolutions are like forced and so they don't work yeah. because they're too forced. Yeah, it's rigid. That's what I think. Yeah. So. I think our guests might have a some say in that. Yeah, we'll find out later. Find out her opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna tell you a little bit, tell the audience a little bit about our sponsor, which is Forever. And um, the most important thing that she wants to talk about to get across is how important it is to save your memories. Mm -hmm. So, you know, memories meaning videos, old VHS tapes and uh, anything that you have, like old photos or, you know, anything like that, that you don't, it's all scattered and you can't watch them anymore. So it's so important to save those memories. My friend Cynthia Striegel has a solution for you. So you can save all of them in one place. You can go to her Facebook group, Deja You Memories for Life. Learn more about Forever there. And on her Facebook site, she shares all the really cool ways Forever helps us keep our precious memories for life. She shares with you all the ways you can use your memories to share with others too. No matter where your memories are currently, there is a way to get them into one place that is safe, private, shareable, and fun. So join her Facebook group, Deja You Memories for Life, and learn more about forever. Awesome. <clears throat> I, I'm planning to do that in 2020 for sure. I have a drawer full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's just in the drawer for years doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, One day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we want to talk. We mentioned a few episodes ago that we were going to be going to the Revolution show, Prince's former band or his still his band, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, he's with them still. But uh, his his band, I feel that was so famous for 
for Purple Rain and and I just love Under the Cherry Moon and all kinds of wonderful music 1999 and we got to be invited to the Revolution show at the famous Ace Hotel Theater which is like 110 years old gorgeous I think I would say it's probably I don't know about you but I would say I've been to a lot of concerts and I would say it's the most beautiful venue in Los Angeles you know yeah compared to a lot of them so yeah I've never been there or nor have I been to many like you have but that one was amazing I felt like I was in somewhere like in Europe like Italy or something yeah. it's gorgeous yeah. yeah I mean the Orpheum theater is gorgeous too but um the never East Hotel there. has a, a certain magical energy and so we we went we got invited to the revolution show thank you to Vicky and Bobby from Bobby Z Bobby the drummer Z. and his wife Vicky. our friend Vicky yeah we got invited by them so we felt very honored and because they didn't have that many guests. And so we yeah. were humbled and honored. And um, before we actually went to the show, we got a photo shoot by Glenn Marsden from Imperfectly Perfect Campaign. So uh-huh. we felt extra special. So we had to get dressed up. I even, okay, should I tell people yeah. what I did? I didn't even tell my family. <laughs> oh, no, they're going to make fun of you. We have an audience here. Um, I'm telling her, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get my hair done. And and I, I very often, I'm like the glamour hippie. So I... I go get my spray tan and my hair done. And she's like, hmm, maybe. And I'm like, spray tans make you look skinnier. Yeah, she said 10 pounds lighter. You said younger, 10 pounds thinner. So I'm like, okay, I got to find someone to get a spray tan. She found someone. (laughs) So I found someone last minute and I did it. So, yeah, and I, I guess. And the photos looked great. Well, that was mostly Glenn, but it helped that. we. Oh, he's talented. Yeah. So you guys can check those out on our on our pages. And um, we got we, we somehow just manifested these gorgeous locations and no one even noticed in the Ace Hotel. And yeah. so it was it was really cool. Yeah. So yeah. then we get in our VIP line and go into the Revolution show, right? Yeah. So at first she didn't have, they couldn't find our name. So we It was I, spelled I, wrong. Yeah. I felt kind of stupid. But no, they found our name. We got in and um, we met with Vicky right there and tons of people came in that she knew and she introduced us to so many of them. So, you know. Once, and besides that, we're, we're tuned in to Prince and he, so we're <laughs> like something magical is going to happen. And so you tell them who we were seated by. Okay. Um, he was the producer and creator, director, director Not writer, cre- yeah. I think. Um, of, Albert Magnoli. Yes. Of Purple Rain. Yes. The movie. So, and he was there with his wife. That was a special thing to be able to sit next to him yeah, and he so was we're really like, nice all people were sitting by the guy who did purple rain yeah and and it just made it into some historical like i forgot what it's called but like some big historical movie database thing like, oh it did last yeah or this, this week i it think was posted. yeah yeah we saw that so yeah yeah so and i remember when i was watching him because i was sitting closer to them than you you know i was sitting by them and they um, when they played the band played Purple Rain mm-hmm. and then uh, Wendy she gave a speech about the loss of Prince and then they went into the song and I noticed that the two of them were crying yeah. a little bit choked up because yeah yeah it was they were very emotional about you know watching that I felt like that too right and yeah. they they closed with with Baby I'm a Star and and you know I'll go even deeper in that I feel that. Both Eden and I were really emotional driving there because mm-hmm. for me, it's like I've been an admirer of Prince and, and 
more than any other musician since I was 10 years old. So that was already one thing. And, and, um, and then the fact that Eden and I have worked and channeled and um, done so much work for three and a half years with Prince now, you know, with him above and yeah. done his book and all this amazing stuff, it felt just really beautifully full circle to yeah. be at the concert. Yeah. And I've never been to any kind of Prince show. Yeah. So for me, it felt um, like really just neat, a privilege to be able to, to go and be invited you right. know, by the band. Right. You know? Right. And then yeah. so they did. I, I had seen them when they first did a tribute in 2016, right after he passed. And then at First Avenue in Minnesota and Andre Simone was the singer then. And mm-hmm. we got to meet Andre this yes. time. And he's very sweet. Prince's best friend that he grew up with. Yeah. He has yeah. A, a Prince like energy and he's got a cool style. So. Oh, yeah. He's like Lenny Kravitz. He is. Yeah. He does remind me of Lenny Kravitz. Um, yeah. And he's he often performs with MPG, um, New Power Generation. Um, as their lead singer, but sometimes he had done lead singer for Revolution. But this time it was Stokely from Mint Condition. Yes. And um, I felt he was really talented, great frontman. His voice sounded amazing. Um, it was interesting for me because I had been a Mint Condition fan. So it seemed interesting to see him playing Prince. Like, yeah. it, you know, he, he did it his own way. So I thought it was it was really unique, very different from Andre, but both yeah. very good. Yeah, he tours with them. He's been touring for a while with them. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully Andre will do some with them soon, too. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> and we have to give a shout out. We, we met um, Dwayne Tudal, okay. who yes. wrote, he's a great, great guy. He's a famous author of a historical book. He's an expert on the revolution years, the Prince years when he did Purple Rain and yeah. he was with the revolution. He has a book out that's doing very well on that. So we hung out and met with him as well. Uh-huh. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, lots of cool people back at the party, like uh, Maya oh, yeah. Rudolph. We got invited to the after party. Uh, what was the other guy? Um, Fred Armisen from Saturday Night uh-huh. Live. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just, it was yeah. really a good it was experience. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so today we have two guests. We have um, Glenn Marson, who's back from, uh, he's he was on the last couple episodes also. He's still in town. So he's here. And we have someone that he knows very well, Andrea Logan, and Kim is going to introduce her. Yeah, and we're excited to have Glenn back because we do so much with Imperfectly Perfect campaign. Make sure to check that out all over social media. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Glenn is really a part of the show with us quite often. And since he's <laughs> here for a very limited time, we're like, okay, you, can, you have to come to as many as possible. <laughs> you know, so we're excited he's back. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yes. and I know he's under the weather right now and he's pushing he's through. Pushing through. Pushing through, yep. Yeah, that yeah. makes you even Non-stop more for two weeks. warrior. <laughs> warrior, your body's like like, go watch a movie and slow down. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to read Andrea Logan. Um, her website is andrealoganfit.com. So you've got to check her out. And her fitness credentials stretch from her high school days, where she received a scholarship to Peace College in Raleigh, and then to Campbell University, earning a degree in exercise science and physical education. Um, she's a certified physical fitness trainer with a certification from ISSA, ACSM, and a Dr. Kenneth Cooper PT certification with a specialty in special populations. Um, she worked at Semper Fit Fitness training the Marines in PT at Camp Le, I don't know how to say it, Le 
Mahuni. Mahuni. Camp with June. Okay. Oh, you wow. can, I'll let you say that. <laughs> um, and so she's done all this. She does individualized training for every fitness level and feels that you can never be too young or too old to be in the best shape of your life. I love that. Um, she owned a CrossFit box and was a level one CrossFit coach, competed in a CrossFit tournament and placed 35th in the world in wow. the 50 to 55 age group. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, she's a co-owner of a Tough Mudder boot camp training center in Charlotte. Since 2014, she's been training celebrities in L.A., turning flab into fab, um, putting CG (laughs) artists out of work. Sorry, CG peeps. The muscle tone on these entertainers is real. (laughs) Haha, I love it. Um, In Malibu, she's been the head trainer for Dr. Robert. I don't know how to say this either. Izinga. (laughs) Izinga. From The Biggest Loser Clinic, a renowned MD specializing in internal medicine and sports medicine. Um, And so she knows firsthand what it's like to rise up from the darkest, darkest depths of one's soul. When she won her personal battle with bulimia, her heart and understanding empathizes with those suffering from a long list of addictive disorders and also she is a sobriety coach so we are just blessed to have her here and sharing her story and take especially the beginning of the year on fitness and new year's resolutions as well um so welcome andrea thank you, thank you for yeah. having me thank you for coming and thank she's you. so cool she fits in here she's wearing a molly crew shirt like how cool is that it fits in our rock we, we record in this historic rock and roll studio so hey scott has hey scott has motley crew rehearsed here Oh, oh. We, come on, Molly Crew. <laughs> Who has? Nirvana. Oh, Nirvana. Nirvana. Oh, okay. my God. Okay, oh. well, that's like pretty. Yes, yes, and look at, you know, he's got he's got the Van Halen. Yes. You guys all see that in the in the photos of us. Yes. So anyways, welcome very to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so. OK, so, Andrea, can we talk? I guess, first of all, you've co- overcome some hardships. Yes. Can we start with that? Yeah. OK, so tell us about that. Well, in um, college, I went on a basketball college scholarship. I played basketball, and I went in just like you see me right now. However, I thought I was big, thought I was fat, and I developed eating disorder um, of bulimia, which bulimia, if you do not know, is when you overeat, but then you purge after every time you overeat. So I battled that for over 13 years, even through my pregnancy. Wow. And, and then I cleared myself up um, it's just to get through my pregnancy. As soon as I had her, I started back on a violent, violent, uh, I call it a tour of bulimia. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I don't know how deep and dark you want me to go, but I'll just put it this way, that it was probably 15,000 calories a day from Burger King to McDonald's to Taco Bell to pizzas to chips to anything that you can probably think of I engorged and I threw up the um, it was a terrible dark 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 place I went down to 115 pounds I'm 5'10", so I look like a oh. lollipop. Mm. Wow. My head was real swollen. My body was really tiny. Wow. I was suicidal. I didn't think I needed to be here or trying to raise a daughter. And then um, I ran into a lady, and this is no kidding, I was training. And she said, how do you stay so thin? And if I get teary-eyed because it's a very emotional mm-hmm. thing. Um, it's okay. She looked at me, and she said, I'm uh, 60, and I have a brain tumor. And one of my goals in life was to be in shape. 
And I can't now because I'm on this medication. Mm-hmm. I looked at her and said, I'm a facade. I'm a liar. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm sick. And it just started vomiting out. And I knew verbally, verbally, (laughs) verbally, I was just saying everything that was wrong with me. And Uh I said, I'm a liar. I am a complete liar. And I went home, told my husband and I said, I need help. And I went away for four and a half months to an eating disorder clinic in Arizona. But that's how it wasn't like them telling me, oh, you're not going to live to take care of your daughter. Mm -hmm. It was a stranger telling me she wanted to be in shape. And get there and wanted, told me I looked so good. Wow. And how did I do it? So she gave you a gift. She gave me a huge gift. Wow. And, uh, but, you know, she ended up dying. But mm. I, uh, I carry her story with me because mm-hmm. she's the one yeah. who opened my blind eyes. Because I don't wish it on anybody. Mm-hmm. It's a disease that you, when you look into a mirror, it's like you're going to a fun house. You know, you have the shapely ones, the wide ones. Mm-hmm. You never see the nice, pretty ones. You always look dysfunctional, like something's wrong with you. You can look like a pear. You can look like a ball. And that's what um, an eating disorder does to your mm-hmm. head. You mm-hmm. never look in a mirror and see something. We depict ourselves no matter what. We're ne- perfection, it, 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 there isn't any. Uh-huh. We just got to love who we are right. instead of looking in the funhouse mirrors. And wow. that's what it was all about. <laughs> wow. And I know, Glenn, you... Talk about your body dysmorphia. Yep. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, mine, mine pretty much stemmed similar way. Um, when you're supposed to calm down when you're in your 30s mm. and you're like, I've got my kids now, I've got, I've got my life. And then all of a sudden, like, I saw somebody because I, I, I started looking in the mirror for a couple of hours and my wife thought it was vanity and it certainly wasn't. I was depicting every little flaw. I couldn't get this chest and living in Bondi Beach in Sydney, Australia. It, it was funny because I used to go on the beach and I'd be the first one without my top on, never worried about it. When I turned 30, I started comparing myself to everybody and I was like, I can't get this big aesthetic chest. That that was my my personal thing. But I got into such a dark place that when we couldn't find childcare for our first child, Sydney's pretty hard to find five days a week childcare. So we decided to move to Thailand. So bearing in mind moving to a totally different country, mm-hmm. culturally, it gave me more time to think on it. Mm. And for two years, that was probably my darkest period. And I actually, it nearly split me and my wife up. And I remember crying one day, like, and I've never cried. And I was like, I can't handle this no more. And she was like, you need to see somebody because it's breaking us apart. So I actually went to see a doctor. And when I say that I self-diagnosed it with Dr. Google, mm-hmm. because I went <laughs> to see a general practitioner. And uh-huh. in Thailand, you've got to remember that it's all about education. There's such a disparity between the poor people and the rich people. It's not aesthetic based and they're not huge on fitness. Mm-hmm. There's a small percentage of people that are into the fitness like us in Australia or England or California. Um, and he didn't know what it was. Mm. And I was taking my top off and I was like, look, look. And he was like, I don't see anything. Oh. And I knew it was in my head, but it was getting to the point where I was going, oh, I've got, I, yeah. And I, I remember I'd sit watching YouTube videos of like, obese people to make myself feel better Uh but then looking in the mirror and then pulling myself apart again and the best thing that came back by the grace of god we got five days a week in sydney at childcare. came back went to see somebody and the best thing they ever did to open my eyes was put me with a personal trainer that had gone through the exact same thing oh wow and what it was with me i was teaching classes like the spin classes and these combat classes so it was a lot like boxing 
where your pec minors get really tight and my shoulders were being brought forward. So for such a simple solution of stretching, working your back, I give myself two years of hell and thinking, how can I go on when I started working with a trainer and we did all this and then my chest started growing and my arms started growing. And I was like, wow. But I do believe I was put on that because then working and managing health clubs in Sydney, I started seeing it in other people. Mm, helping and, them. And like Andrea was saying, with that sort of thing, th there's two ways you can go down. There's some people who will not look in the mirror at all because mm -hmm. they can't, they despise themselves. Yeah. And I always remember one guy and aesthetically, I was like, you look amazing. Like you look like you've just walked off a magazine. But in the fitness industry, it is so prevalent, body dysmorphia. But the 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 bad thing is, a lot of people have never heard the word body dysmorphia, have they? So they don't know. Mm -hmm. And when I started openly talking about it to my friends, they were like, we knew there was something because you kept going on about your chest and your arms. And the more I was telling people about it and the more I was helping people in the gym, I said, you need help. You need to speak to somebody because mm. it doesn't get any better. And because I'm quite determined, you've seen with this campaign, how, like what I've done with it. Yeah. I just put a mindset and started researching it and started doing like, cognitive behavioral therapy myself nice. and just started training my head. And I think the whole thing with body dysmorphia, I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone, but a lot of it is seeing results. So with me, when I started attaining and getting the results, looking in the mirror, feeling better, mm -hmm. and then it just opened my mind and I was like, oh, I feel good, I look good. like, And totally, I would say totally cleared, but I can't speak on behalf of everyone because some body dysmorphia is different to every single person. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was a dark period. So that personal trainer opened my eyes because he'd gone through the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. It seems like it is a lot of mindset as well. Like, I mean, you know. And it's, it, it just shows you how, like, I think you'll agree, Andrea, how powerful your mind can go. Mm -hmm. Like, the thoughts can change. Like and a form of OCD, so, maybe. Like, that is exactly what the, uh, the doctor in Thailand said. Yeah, I mean, OCD is like, because I have that with thoughts and I've had right. to learn how to train my mind and get it under control because it will go the weirdest, craziest, psycho, horrible, disgusting thoughts will just come in. And when I was younger, I didn't understand. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Something's really wrong with me. And I was like, what? I didn't mean to think that. Why is that coming in? You know, and I learned that it's something that just you get with that, you know, from genetics or whatever. And then you have to learn how to train your mind and you can. You can train your mind. But like you guys always talk about is finding the problem. Yeah. Not medicating to numb the pain. And I actually saw somebody and... All credit to them. They was trying to really numb it down to something with childhood and going, where do you get it? And it was actually annoying me because I had a really good childhood and I was like, <laughs> I used to go on the beach. I used to set my top. I, I was like, I don't know where it's done. From this campaign, probably a few months ago, when I was working out the dates of when Instagram came out, uh -huh. it clicked. I was like, my body dysmorphia started when I started comparing myself through Instagram, all the oh, pictures. Social media. Yeah. Wow. And that's one of the things in the campaign. I'm trying to disrupt social media. Mm -hmm. And that's where the passion comes from because that got me. And it also mm -hmm. took my friend's life because he was portraying a better life than he was obviously having. Okay. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. I think that it's, um, you know, I remember even reading, you know, I don't know actual facts on this, but I do remember reading Jane Fonda went through a lot of that and she admit, admits it, admitted it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, on a lighter scale with clients, I've noticed that, 
if they hate themselves or hate their body or hate how they look, if they can be trained to start slowly looking in the mirror and say mantras and and just start learning to accept themselves where they're at, then Mm -hmm. it's easier to start making changes because you, otherwise you're resisting everything and putting negative energy on everything, you know? Yeah. One of the things I did notice, and forgive me if I'm wrong, Andrea, but when, when I started getting clarity in my mind, the results started coming because when you're stressing, you release cortisol, you're holding more water Mm -hmm. and then you just look crap and you're thinking about it. So it's a a never ending cycle. And then when you change your mindset, like 50% cortisol goes and it's weird. What I um, teach my clients is, is to have a healthy body, but a strong mind instead of like telling everybody to get strong. I rather have them strong mind and how they can overcome all their obstacles because we all have them Mm -hmm. but if we can keep this strong it's going to take us down that journey a lot better and so i teach my clients let's get you healthy and then get your mind strong so that's my motto to them because honestly i try not to teach because i was such an advocate of myself getting better i try not to look at myself in the mirror and depict or I say I need to look like this, my legs need to be here, I need to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to get up and down off a toilet when I'm 70 years old. Right. You know, yeah. I need to have a, a really healthy body. So I'm trying to teach people it's not all about what we look like anymore. We need to live longer to take care of our grandkids when we get there mm-hmm. and, and our children. And... Also, when we fall down as we get older, we've got to have a healthier body so we don't break things. Right. What about uh, Bob Harper? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he and he was, was he that way? Was he all about what you look like on the inside? And what was missing for him when he was, when he got sick? You know, I, I can't. I don't know if you know the answer to that. Who is that? He is one of the trainers from, from the biggest. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he had a heart attack. Oh, I know who it is. Yes. Yeah. He had a massive heart attack. See, that could be genetics inside. Oh, and unfortunately, yeah. we don't know until we have scans mm. done. Um, he's very fit. Mm-hmm. I don't know his regiment of how he if he abused his body in his earlier days and it caught up with him. Mm. So we don't know. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is keep a healthy heart, a healthy mind and a healthy body. And you have to put that all together. And I'm not saying go run miles. If, even if you just worked out 90 minutes of walking, hiking, mm-hmm. get that heart pumping. But we all have our own personal goals where we want to be. But don't beat yourself up if you do not get there. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to fall yeah. down. It's also, it's, you're going to scrape your knee every now and then. It's yeah. okay. And we cannot stay in perfection all Never, mm-hmm. but we can never be. I can guarantee you, if I was to say I want to get stage ready for a show, I'm still not going to be happy. Mm. So what I don't, I don't put myself in places where I have to look perfect, where somebody's going to depict me right. and tear me apart. I'm going to come in the best that I can come in, right. and that's what I want my clients to do. I want them to do what's best for them, what makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. Now I don't give a crap what somebody thinks about me anymore. I used to, mm-hmm. I used you to tear me up. Right. But I don't care anymore. It's me Mm -hmm. and what I'm bringing to my family, to my children, to my friends and what I can portray. Right. And then I want my clients to be able to say, you know what? Andrea ate a cookie today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's funny. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, who are some of the, I know you trained some celebrities. Who are some of the people you can talk about? That was my question, too. Okay. (laughs) One of my all-time favorites, and I don't know if you'll know him because he's old school hip-hop, Dougie Fresh. Yes. (laughs) That's my whole, like, I I grew up all old school hip-hop. Okay. Yeah. Hands down. He's one of, I've known him the longest. We're best friends. Um, I, I was I was watching Crush Groove like as a kid, like, you know, all that stuff. The most humble person you'll ever meet. He lost 60 pounds with me. Mm. He kind of got into a regiment of traveling. He, I mean, he tours 24 seven. Wow. Still. He might have 30 days off a year. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Yeah, still. That's awesome. Wow. And if you ever get a chance to go see him, you'll have the happiest time and you'll be the biggest sing along. Yeah. Yeah. I've done. seen okay. him. I've seen him. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So of course you have I know. <laughs> concerts, concerts, so, concerts. <laughs> so he's actually one of my top ones. Um, Charlie Sheen, who oh. is an amazing, amazing yeah. person. Side note, did you did he um, get the episode? He got it. I don't know. He never said. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. But um, he uh, calls me Sarge. Uh-huh. And <laughs> honestly, if you were to meet him and he was to walk in here, he would introduce himself to yeah. each and every We've one met of well, you. Well, I met him. I met him before, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's an amazing, amazing man. Yeah. I yeah. have nothing but respect for him because he's overcome so oh, much. Yeah. And he, um, two years sober. Oh, good. Yes, That's yes, yes. That's great. Yeah, I've um, worked with Laura Dern. Oh, uh, nice. Yes. Um, great lady. Uh, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Um, I don't know if you watch the uh, Handmaid Tales or from Hulu or... Um, I know yeah, what hands, that is. Hands, what is it? Him, hand, I don't even know the show. Handmaid Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Yeah. Um, her name's Floria Sigmati. Uh-huh. And she is a director. And mm-hmm. uh, she's actually, she did all of David Bowie's last album. Oh, wow. Yes. She was great friends. She's wow. what, The videos, too? Yes. Oh, the videos are yes. like... Yeah. Whoa. Yes. She's, Chilling. She's won um, the MTV Music Awards videos with Justin Timberlake, Katy Perry. Wow. So I, she's one of my fabulous ones. That's Y'all awesome. would absolutely love her. Okay, we would like, we'd like all these people yeah. on the show, please. <laughs> she's um, she has crystals all over her oh, home, perfect. and she reads perfect cards. Card. I have one in the in my uh, purse. Yeah, amazing lady. I have lady. one in here. <laughs> <laughs> she is okay. absolutely, um, absolutely, again wonderful lady uh-huh. okay yes you do she uh is it true she sets hers out like in a full moon yep oh yeah. okay these oh, kinds okay. selenite you don't have to cleanse it but all the other kinds you're supposed yes. to put it out in the full moon for 24 hours yes and mm-hmm. it cleans off the negative energy okay yep well, well it's a that's full moon tonight. yeah tonight. so they're probably sitting out good reminder <laughs> yeah yeah we put it outside yeah you can mm-hmm. yeah yeah or at a window that is facing. We'll tell you more later. Yeah. We'll, we'll teach you more. <laughs> All right. Who else? <laughs> um, I don't know if you watch the Beverly Hills Housewives. Of oh, course. yeah. Of course. Eden and I do all the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was on an episode last year. PK. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I have to go back and look at that. Because I know I Wait, saw it. Wait, I got to try to remember that. Okay. So what happened? I was actually training them on I the show. I remember. Yeah. I do. I kind of remember too. Wasn't there another housewife that came to the, the gym um, and talked I, to them? No, they came. I was at their home. Oh, no, then I'm thinking of the Yeah, I know. And um, she was kind of scared because I hadn't trained her yet oh, okay. in real life. I was just training PK. 
and they were letting me know that I trained Marines and everything, and they were acting scared, and it was her best friend, and I trained uh-huh. him at their house, and then I trained him. And the boy George come, too? <laughs> Actually, he, he did come because it's the episode before her birthday uh-huh. when oh, yeah. she got the Bentley with the oh, yes. yeah yeah oh yeah. that gorgeous car did yeah. you see it in I person? did I did oh, yes and a PK he is the sweetest man ever yeah yes very nice um, I've trained Andrea Maloof uh-huh. also oh, from yeah. the show. Adrian. Adrian, Adrian yes. Yeah. yeah, very nice lady. And then there's a few others that I've signed contracts that they just kind of keep it quiet. Right. I, I have to. But so uh, cool. it is, it is. I've been very fortunate. Um, my journey out here to California has been a kind of a fast-paced yeah. kind of journey, but it, it's been fun. That's so yeah. cool. That's exciting. How long have you been here? Six years. Okay. Yes. Well, you've come a long way. I have. My very first year, I worked with uh, Sylvester Stallone on the show Strong. Oh. I was a back trainer. Wow. And um, they hired all men for the show, but I was hired as the trainer on the back side for the females. And uh, quick story, all through my bulimia, I would write quotes from Rocky Balboa movies. Mm. He was my mm-hmm. hero. And uh, I got a call and I'm not kidding. I got a call and it said, Andrea, would you like to work on Strong? Wow. Produced by David Broom and Sylvester Stallone. So you got to be And on the my show? world came full circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The word, the word strong, uh-huh. females that were overcoming eating issues. Wow. And then with my hero, not Sylvester Stallone. But Rocky. Uh-huh. And I, said, I literally started crying. Of course. And so I'm writing a book, and the actual title is The Road to Balboa. Oh, my because, gosh. Uh, right now? I, yes. Because oh, wow. actually, that is what took me, and my life, in my eyes, became a full circle. And so it's The Road to Balboa, and that's how it's going to end with me working on the show. I love wow. that. Amazing. Yes. Has that show aired? Yeah, it was two seasons ago. It didn't make oh. it. It was a competition show, uh-huh. and it had all men trainers, and they were training females to compete. Nice. Yeah, and I got to it, and that was my very first gig out here, and I literally in my journal and even in my CrossFit gym, all Rocky quotes were all over the wall. See, you manifested it like a vision board. And, yeah. and so when I got that call, I called my dad. I was like, you will not believe this. Oh. But yeah. yeah if, so. you've, if you've ever seen Andrea train. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how, how you guys met. know each other, right? Yeah. 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 He actually, he met me after my car accident. I'd had neck surgery and I met him. I just had my surgery. Wow. What happened with the car accident? I was on the fabulous 101 sitting. I was just sitting there and a girl hit me at 65 (gasps) miles an hour from the back. From behind. That's horrible. So what happened was when she hit me, my trunk became into my back seat. (gasps) Oh my goodness. And thank God I was as strong as I was. My disc went into my spine oh. and my vertebrae collapsed. Oh my God. And they were sitting on touch with each other, and my disc were sitting in my spine. Oh God. Yeah. Two so, years ago. And how long was it? I'm looking at her now. Two years ago. I know. Yes. And the funny story was how I met her. <laughs> That's so, funny. There's something funny. <laughs> no, 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 it, it, was, it was She's laughing it was. now. <laughs> so we were talking to a, a mutual uh, friend. Um, and the funny thing was that they were organizing, while she got this neck brace on, yeah. they were organizing a competition <laughs> like oh to do God. box jumps, to do handstands <laughs> and to do everything. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to film this because this is crazy. And um, That's when you were out here last time? 
from the well, two years ago now. Two it's two been years two ago years now. exactly because um, I told my next surgeon who I, I'm going to give a shout out. Dr. Todd Lemon. If it uh -huh. was not for him, I would not be here. Because uh -huh. the surgeon that I went to see, I went to see a few, uh -huh. they told me they were going to fuse me. And that would have taken me out of the game. I wouldn't have any been able to look left or right. Oh, my God. And um, How long was your recovery overall? Uh, well, um, I shot a video um, three weeks after my surgery. I was doing handstand push-ups. Oh. And I sent it to Superhero. my surgeon. And I, and I, I said, oh Doc, gosh. look at this. And I thought I was going to get reprimanded. Uh -huh. And he just said, you did not get a mole removed. You had <laughs> <laughs> spinal surgery. So let's slow it down. Yeah. But um, it took me probably to get back my strength and everything, eight months. Okay. But I was actually, I walked, when he told me I could move, I walked from Santa Monica to Marina Del Rey and back. Wow. So I was Forrest Gump the first day. He told me, well, you can go start walking. Uh-huh. So Whoa. I wasn't his normal because I was so scared. Most that people probably take two years to heal. I, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. When he told me go, I, I went because I started running. I yes, <laughs> yeah. But um, he's an amazing. If it wasn't for him, I would not. I truly wow. would not. What a be, miracle! Yeah, yeah. Woo, you are inspiring. Wow. Uh, so before we we wrap it up, we want your both of your perspectives because it is January 2020, and um, I, I keep hearing all these people saying this is a different year. It's the beginning of a new decade and all that. So, what's your take on New Year's resolutions? Are they good? Is it like what's your take on it? Do you want to go first, Glenn? Then no, I'll... he wants you to go first. I, want I, you to go okay. <laughs> I do not like New Year's resolutions. Mm. Every gym in January. They fill up. Yeah. Come by March, they no cleared out. Yep. I I believe if we can just put a little bit in each day, every the whole year, mm -hmm. you're going to get your goals. Mm. Yeah. I really do. I do not. I've never done New Year's resolutions. Um, I don't see many people really sticking in the fitness world. Maybe right. there's others like in a career or something. But in the fitness, we all want to start strong. Why don't we teach everybody just to take a step forward every day? Mm. Sort of like going down the yellow brick road. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So let's just take a little bit every day and then take a day off because New Year's resolution, I'm going in, I'm going in again. And then you just die off and you're really stale. So I, I do not like New Year's resolutions. I just try to Let's let's do a little bit every day. Right. All right, Glenn, debate her. Yeah. Go. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I would actually agree in that sense because the <laughs> amount of times that you see social media and people posting the day before New Year's about uh -huh. their resolutions uh -huh. and then something goes off course and the next day they're negative. Yeah. Mm. They feel like and they're they holding defeated. everything on one night. Uh -huh. So they're not setting goals. They're not setting whatever they're grateful for and just mm. move it like that yellow brick road. So I've never done a new year's resolution. That's cool. If I'd have waited a year to start this campaign <laughs> like, and just gone like that. It's right. Yeah. So I've never done it myself. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I do goal setting with clients, not resolutions, but goal setting. But, but my unique way of goal setting is that when they have a goal, I will, I'll, I'll ask them, I'll say, okay, what is the why and what are three to five things you're going to do differently this time that's going to make sure it happens? Mm. And how are you going to feel when it happens? What's the feeling? Like, what what is it going to do for you? And it gets them into a state. And then sometimes it's even motivating for them if I say, um, what if you didn't achieve it? How would you feel? What would happen? And it starts to make them go, well, wait a minute. That's not 
that's not even an option. Like I'm going to, and it gets people in a state of feeling and it more becomes a part of them instead of just saying, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make six figures and I'm going to, you know, lose 20 pounds. It's more like, okay, well make it a part of you. You know, what's, what, what is it? How is it aligned with you? So I think that's more of a, a positive way to go about it yeah. Yeah. is to make yeah. goals. If more yeah. people could ingrain that in themselves, yeah, like you teaching people is one thing, but there's a lot of people who wouldn't, necessarily do that themselves which what you do is amazing oh i think resolutions are setting you up for failure Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah we're anti-resolution on this show obviously (laughs) (laughs) don't do them (laughs) and except for that percentage of people that it does work then keep doing it if it works right correct (laughs) so whatever makes you happy yes okay so thank you guys for coming Thank you for having us. Yeah, fascinating conversation. It was. It was so awesome. So before we take off and say good night, um, we're going to talk about our product of the week. And this week it is Serenity Flower Essence Spray by Dorothea Healing, Dorothea Home Healing Therapy. She has a whole kit on sale under DorotheaEssences.com. And the Serenity Spray eliminates anxiety, distress, depression, confusion, and general sense of hopelessness. It removes blocks so we can start the healing process to restore your serenity. And it's made of natural flower essences from gifted healer Doris Muna. So check it out wouldn't that be nice if there was just a spray so you could just lose the weight <laughs> <laughs> maybe she has to, one yes Doris she might to come up check with out that. her website so I, th- I have to check on that one so it, it definitely helps with mindset okay. so thanks everybody for listening and um keep on following us on social media bye, bye. happy new year For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.